Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. Team, I, I'm Kevin. <laughs> oh my Wh- god, you're doing it wrong. Oh man. <laughs> Guys, it is December 23rd. Yep. It is nine o'clock at night on a Saturday night. Yep. That's Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir. This is a teen drama fan cast. And it's and called we, Mystery Outsiders and Abs. And we super know what we're doing tonight. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a, hey, it's a weird um. I mean, it's a weird uh, this night. Is, this is weird. I will say, I was like driving to work yesterday, and I thought, oh my goodness, I don't remember any of the goofs that we do for the OC. The only thing I could remember was that Dr. Kim loves teenager secrets. Oh, yeah. And I mean, and we, we, we chose a really weird moment to break because we came back with a lot of like callback questions. Yeah, well, a lot of callback stuff, I guess. Yes. Came back with this one. Thank um. goodness there was a previously on. <laughs> so, for it's those helpful. of you who don't know, Riverdale's on hiatus. Yeah, so, until uh, January 16th. 17th something we don't know we just made up a date on our last podcast you were the one who told me i know (laughs) i don't know my phone's not near me i can't all right so anyway what do we do when riverdale's on hiatus we watch the oc OC. so we're hoping we're hoping that before riverdale comes back we can get through these last five episodes in the oc because guess what guys it's very hard when you take a break five episodes before the season finale yeah because you know things are reaching well i mean in a good show things are reaching a, a conclusion you have all these moments you have things character are things. building which the oc is doing and we were just like okay bye <laughs> to be fair because the oc is a straight up drama and not like the riverdale which is trying to do a thriller type thing it's not leading up to a crowning moment, That's but it's true. Em- but it is emotionally arcing. So yeah, and we are just coming right in on like the not the peak of the arch, but like yeah, it's close. So if you like us, as you were listening through the backlog, listen to all the Riverdale stuff, and then nagging back in the OC, let's do a quick recap with I guess what the recap we got from the episode was. Yeah. So previously on the OC. Marissa found out that Luke and her mom were having the sex. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of other stuff. I think that's the only thing that really matters. And also, the way that they did it in the recap <laughs> was essentially <laughs> Luke walked in the room, I'm done having sex with Julie Cooper. And then Marissa walked out, and he's like, huh? I mean, that's basically what the episode did as well. Yeah, the, the episode had a few interstitial shots in between there, but the pacing <laughs> on the recap, I'm like, that's about right. Yeah. I remember um, it. In other news... Sandy and Jimmy have a restaurant. Yeah. Haley was a stripper and maybe on coke, <laughs> but Jimmy saved her. Yeah, unclear if she was on drugs. They went to the L.A. Yep. Yep. And now we're at this episode, which is episode 23, The Nana. The Nana. I was very happy that they actually called her the Nana throughout oh, the, the episode. Entire, throughout the entire episode. That's all I wrote her down as. I think her real name's Sophie. Yes, it's Sophie Cohen. But she's Nana. The Nana. She's the Nana. <laughs> the, the Banana. The Nana. She is the Banana. And she does not care for the Kirsten. <laughs> or the OC, really. It's true. <laughs> she does not like those superheroes. But that's not where we start. We no. start off very... Quickly after, I guess, what happened? Is This is the next day yes, after. It's daylight, and Ryan and Luke have been looking for Marissa all night. And they have put Seth on phone duty, which <laughs> was a bad choice. 
Yeah, because Marissa ran away because that's what she does when that, problems approach her. That's how she deals with life. That's how she does it. Um, I want to point out, they put Seth on phone duty and they left him at home with a cell phone. With a cell phone. And a home phone. Uh, yeah. With a cell phone. He was on both duties. Why couldn't they take the cell phone with them? <laughs> well, what if two people called, Aaron? Oh, but <laughs> what? Yeah, but Seth fell asleep. Uh, and then Luke get gives his only, like, rebuttal to this entire situation was, it was an accident. <laughs> and Ryan's like, it was an accident numerous times. <laughs> and Luke's like, huh? And then... Julie storms on over. Yeah, Julie arrives and, <laughs> like... Because she naturally assumes if Marissa's missing, it means that Ryan has kidnapped her well, I, I and think, stolen her innocence. I, I think he just assumes, she just assumes Marissa's missing. It probably has something to do with uh, the Coopers. But this time... Or so she's the Coopers. No, the Coens. Coens. Oh, no. They're too similar. Um, <laughs> so this time she storms in and she's like, what's happening? And Luke's like, whoa. They know. She's like, uh, uh. I believe what she says, shut up, Luke. <laughs> Don't remind them. Maybe they forgot. And then Ryan's like, no, actually, we know. We saw you at the motel. And then Julie makes the weirdest decision I've ever seen someone make, which is, I need to talk to Ryan. <laughs> everyone else out yeah she's like because ryan's a grown-up and they have to have a grown-up discussion yeah. in this situation she's like i need to talk to the most responsible one in this room and it's ryan it's the ryan the only one who can call who can call people on their bull so get out boys and she's like what am i supposed to do i have to call the police and ryan's like i mean if you call the police you have to tell them that she ran away because you were sleeping with a minor and she's like well i have to call the doctors and ryan's like no why why? Why? Like, because what am I supposed to do? How do I keep her safe? Like, and Ryan's like, I mean, by being a good mom. You could not sleep with her ex-boyfriend, but we'll bring that up later, I think. I mean, you could make better choices. And then she's like, that's it. I'm going to find my child. And then Ryan gives the most OC line well, ever. He, he gives a strong Julie Cooper line. Because this is what Julie Cooper usually does. <laughs> is that like someone leaves the room and she gives a threatening line. <laughs> Which in this case is... Not if I find her first. Which is, Which is really what? freaky. Why? Why, Ryan? It's, I mean, you gotta you got you got lead into those main titles somewhat strong. Because this is the OC, and we like to do our main titles after two minutes. Unlike Riverdale, which likes to do their main titles Whenever they want. after, you know, two-thirds of the way through the episode. Just feel it out, bro. So Haley makes a I'm not a stripper anymore breakfast. <laughs> and it is a breakfast. There are three types of pancakes, which becomes very important throughout this scene. So it's So Haley <laughs> maybe was on drugs. But now has but recovered. Now she's so, she's just doing great and fine and wonderful, and it has to be like six hours later. Through the power of sleeping in the Cohen house. Recovery. <laughs> she has been healed. She is <gasps> The Nana should just stay at the Cohen house. Doesn't she know? No, it's not. She needs to have a scene with Haley. Only drugs, Aaron. Oh, only drugs. Only drugs. I see. I see. So everyone's very excited by this over-the-top breakfast until yeah. Sandy comes bustling in and starts grabbing all of the bread products because yes. they can have... Guys, I'm going to reveal my ignorance here. And I will say, I grew up reading the Babysitter's Club Little Sister book, so I always assumed <laughs> that one out of three people in the world were Jewish. Yeah. Are, is he trying to get the unleavened bread products or the leavened bread products? 
Oh, I didn't. I didn't hear. I can't remember what. I can't remember what Passover is. So it is Passover. Yeah, and well, it's, it's Seder dinner. So yeah. that's and Sandy's mother is coming to visit them for the Seder. Yep, and he has to get rid of all the grain pretty, pretty products. Much, well, pretty much anything that you shouldn't have in Passover. Oh yeah, he has to get rid of all of the non-Jewish food. It. Yeah, he has to hide it. So he is just throwing it into a cardboard box. And he's and he's get brisket because they need to have it for Seder. And Christian's like, whoa. Calm down. We don't do Seder. We're going to our Jewish buddy's house. Yeah. We bring wine. <laughs> and then Sandy's like, well, may have canceled that and told my mom that we host the Seder every year. So guess what we're making? Seder. And he mentions that, like, Ryan can invite Marissa. And I had to think back. I'm like, are they on good terms now? I mean, before the moment. Uh, I, I, I thought her coming over the night before was literally them like being like, hey, we're cool now. Yes, because they were not supposed to go to LA together and it was awkward. Right. And... So, so I mean, Sandy's like, ah, they're probably fine. Sandy doesn't know they're kids. They're kids. Their emotions don't count. <laughs> um, but, but Ryan and Seth have to go off and do that. Ryan's going to ride his bike around town. Looking for Marissa. Also, hang on. He has a watch and a bracelet on at the same time. <laughs> and for some reason, that just tickles it's me. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot for the watch and the bracelet. Con- they also the take combo. some over-the-top pancakes with them, and off they go. Yep. Uh, Seth goes to talk to Summer, because, of course, Marissa called Summer. And it turns out Summer already knows the bullet that Marissa's okay. Yeah, well, she doesn't care at all about this entire situation. No, she's like... I mean, she's fine. She said she's fine. Also, I can't tell you where she is. But your Nana's coming over, you say. Mm. And <laughs> she's like, I want to meet her. And Seth's like, no, she's scary. And then she's like, no, old people are cute. And he's like, no, not cute. Scary. Then he mentions about, you know, Seder and that. And Summer gets an idea in her head, which is, I'm going to look up Judaism. I will be the most Jewish non-Jewish girlfriend ever. Yeah. Which is her which is her motivation for the rest of the episode. So uh, it is not Marissa. <laughs> nope, she does not care. She okay, she knows where her friend is. It's a safe place. I think, I think she also just understands that Marissa's pulling some bull and she's like, she'll be back. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> she did this four years ago. She does this all the time. Sometimes she runs away to places, she comes back. She just has a boyfriend, she goes to visit his friends. <laughs> oh shoot. I just spilled where she is. <laughs> okay. So, um, Sandy is very concerned back at the Cohen house. He yeah. is stripping all of the super nice sheets off the bed. Yes, he wants he wants the sheets to look less rich. Because he's wor- he has decided the reason his mom is coming is because his life is too rich. His house is too rich. His job is too rich. His mom has been a social worker in the Bronx for 40 years. Yeah, we kind of learn where Sandy gets his moral system from, mm-hmm. which is from his mom, who's been working with disadvantaged youths for, like, 40 years. In the Bronx. Yeah, and he, on the other hand, stopped being, you know, a public defender so that he could... But, I mean, we have talked about this on this podcast many times. He made a good choice. It is fine. But Sandy's all up in his head. Well, well, because I think... I think he's rightfully so that she could be like, ah, so I guess now you're you're part of the man, huh? Oh, you sold out, Sandy Cohen. But I'm helping... Look at you marrying this blonde. I'm helping people in this way. This girl's blonde, Sandy. (laughs) I know you've been married to her for 20 years, but... Which people could be blonde. I know. <laughs> so she's against... She's just like... I mean, she's not blonde. Sandy's not blonde. Uh, Seth isn't blonde. Uh, Summer's not blonde. So she just doesn't like blonde people. Yeah. All the people that she likes, not blonde. Ah, uh, hairism. <laughs> um, so Jimmy Cooper has a short visit with Haley. He... 
this episode is a whole lot of Jimmy Cooper doing like meandering, stuttering talks at Haley. And Haley's being like, Jimmy, <laughs> you want to get some cool? Kind of like looking down and being like, hey, Haley, how's it going? I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about what's going on with me. I'm really happy that you're okay when you're back from LA, but I just was wondering if you wanted to. Maybe, maybe, maybe we should. No, we shouldn't date anymore. Goodbye, Haley. And that is that scene. <laughs> so uh, the Nana shows up early to the Cohen house. Well, she does the thing that everyone in the OC does but doesn't question it, which is she just walks into the house. But she does question it. Absolutely. She's like, excuse me, this door's open. Anyone could just walk in and stab us and rob the house. Yeah, well, she's from the Bronx. And then Sandy's like, you're an hour early. <laughs> because she lives in a world where planes arrive early, I guess. A lot early enough for her to... Have taken a cab. Yeah. And gotten her luggage. Yeah. And Sandy was about to leave, I guess. Yeah, yeah. he wanted someone to go with him and no one wanted to go. So the thing you guys need to know about the Nana is she is the most New Yorker who has ever New Yorked. Oh, yeah. Like, you know how Joey Tribbiani's sisters have, like, the New Jersey accent? She has the Bronx accent. Yeah. She has the big hair. And yeah. she is very New Everything York. Everything mannerisms and all that stuff. It's, it's solid. But guys... She loves the house. She thinks California is kind of pretty. And Kirsten's great. <laughs> and she's never met Haley before, but Haley's her favorite. Yeah, she she goes around and slowly hugs everyone. <laughs> and everyone's just like, huh. And can I just like, at this moment, at this very moment, as she goes around and slowly hugs, I'm like, oh, she dying. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like. <laughs> when people have inexplicable changes of heart. Yeah. 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 So Seth and Ryan have a cute short little scene wherein Seth makes a bunch of superhero references. Yeah. About how the Nana and the Kirsten never get along. Like Green Arrow and Hawkman and uh, Wolverine and Cyclops. And Two obviously that shouldn't get along that do. And Ryan doesn't get any of the superhero references because the only superhero he knows. Is the OC. Is the OC. Is himself. himself. <laughs> and he doesn't have a frenemy. No. I mean, I guess Luke. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, no, Luke is his friend of me. Yeah, but Luke's not a superhero. <laughs> I think at this moment, that moment he's like, oh, like me and Luke. Oh, like the OC oh. and Luke, I see. <laughs> yeah, the OC <laughs> and his nemesis, Luke. It's his, his fremesis, Luke. Luke. Oh, I can't mention that out loud, though. <laughs> For his Ooh. secret identity will be... <laughs> We compromise, and everyone will know that Luke is Luke. <laughs> but if people know I'm the OC, that's okay. He just added an extra U to his name, like that stupid <laughs> Star Wars character. Luke. There's a there's a clone of Luke Skywalker in the Star Wars EU, which his name was Luke. Has <laughs> <laughs> the liquid U. Luke. Ooh. Ooh. But he's like, oh, I know. I'm going to say what Seth said. I do not know how Ryan made this connection. It's a super loose connection. Seth is like, Marissa will go somewhere that's safe. That will, she'll feel secure. But he also mentions hate, like, the opposites of something. And he's like, I don't know. Whatever, however this goes about in Ryan's dumb head. He's Makes like, Ryan go, <gasps> I know where Chino. <laughs> oh, she does like, she does like doing tourism in Chino. And she does like showing up at Teresa's house uninvited. Yeah, so she, she showed up at the Mermaid Inn so many times. <laughs> it's, tr- it's true. You know, logically, because he, he knows how many times she just like, Teresa... <laughs> he was like, hmm. Or he was like, there's only one person Marissa knows whose house we haven't been to yet. 
and that's my ex-girlfriend's. You know, you know, be off an, to Teresa's house. You know, what would be an interesting plot line that ended two episodes ago. We could bring that back. All right, off to Teresa's house. <laughs> so Marissa's at Teresa's house, but guys, Ryan just happened to show up on this day. The the day of the engagement party. Because, and there's Eric Balfour. And he's back. And he has a box of decorations. And he's wearing really wide leg jeans. They set up. They do a lot. <laughs> I couldn't tell when the engagement party was being set up and when it was going on. Because it continues being set up while it's on. Yeah. And there's music going up the entire time. It's a party that never ends and a party that never begins. <laughs> but it's Eric Balfour and Teresa. And Eric Balfour is very angry that Ryan showed up on this day. This day of days. This, <laughs> this day of kings. This day of my daughter's... Wait, no. This day of my engagement party. <laughs> <laughs> so, back at the Cohen house, the Nana's not super into the Seder. Sandy wants her to make all of the Seder, Seder dinner. And she's like, oh, no, I don't cook anymore. Yeah, well, she doesn't want... But I want, do um, want to see your restaurant. Yeah, she, doesn't, she doesn't want... Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Um, she just wanted to impose on Kristen. No, no, no. She just, there's some, there's some, something that she didn't want, and Summer brought it later or something. Oh, that she didn't want the macaroons. Yeah, and the Summer brings macaroons. Yeah. And, yeah, but no, she's being super nice, and at this point, I'm like, oh, she's dying. And then all the characters are like, something's up. And I'm screaming at the screen, she's dying. She's clearly dying. I'm going to guess cancer because it's 2003 and she seems like real spry otherwise yeah so it's cancer meanwhile the doorbell rings and it's summer with the macaroons and And summer is prepared a head full of judaism (laughs) she's the greatest student of judaism she could ever be she Mm -hmm. says you must be the nana shalom (laughs) and the nana's like i like this girl look at her brown hair Oh, those dumb blondes. Ugh. Blondes. <laughs> so um, the Nana tells Summer that she can ask the four questions at the Seder dinner. <laughs> yeah. And Summer's like, I don't know what that is, and, but I will learn. And then she's given the book whose name I did not write down. I also didn't write it down, but the Nana was going to photocopy it. But no, no, Summer will photocopy it. <laughs> and then ask the four questions at Seder. And Seth tries so hard to keep the Nana... And the summer apart to the point where he's like, this is my friend. And Summer's like, we're not. We went over this like four episodes ago. Remember when I went through this? Yeah. You don't get to go through this. Yeah, he's kind of reticent of uh, telling his Nana that. He has a girlfriend. So once again, his Nana is very happy about. And and even even when Nana starts like falling back into being mean, she's never mean to Summer. Oh, she loves Summer. She loves Summer. Summer is a pretty brunette. Who has a head full of Judaism <laughs> and hands full of macaroons. <laughs> and what more can you want? So we head back into Chino. And I'm so happy they did away with the, like, the worst film stock thing for yeah, Chino. Yeah, better now. It would be so distracting if every so often they just turn to like something that was filmed on a shoe. Maybe Teresa's house just got fancier now that Marissa lives there. <laughs> Marissa's like, you should clean up your film stock. Look, I brought my own camera. So Ryan is a real weirdo about the wedding. The engagement party yeah. or the wedding in general? The, everything. He's just like a weirdo about being in Chino. He doesn't want to talk to Teresa. Well, he doesn't like that she's getting married. He doesn't like that he wasn't invited to the engagement well, party for obvious reasons. Yeah, well, one thing that I remember from like last time is that Ryan, as the season went on, started to get more and more aware that he was in a teen drama. So I think he's just like, I'm at an engagement party for my for my 
friend who I sort of went out with for a while and like I'm sort of in bad with her fiance. This is just a recipe for drama. I'm going to punch today. Someone's going to punch Someone's me. Someone's going to punch me. Also, guys, teenagers shouldn't get married. <laughs> I know this. I know the I know the One Tree Hill. I cannot look at Eric Balfour and be like, "You're a teenager." Yeah, but Teresa. At least... He may actually be a teenager at that point. <laughs> but you can only see present day Eric Balfour. I can only see Eric Balfour from the terrible movie Skyline, which is the first movie I ever saw him in. And then at that point, I'm like, oh, now I know who Eric Balfour is, apparently. And Haven. Oh, oh, Haven. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I Don't liked forget Haven. <laughs> Haven also had Edge in it, the wrestler. Oh. Yeah. Haven's a really good show. Everyone should watch Haven. Is Haven on Canadian Netflix? No. Is Haven on Crave TV? I don't know where you can watch it. Those are the only streaming services we have in Canada. <laughs> There's two of them. Yeah. Yeah. But I mm, that's not important for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so Marissa's like, she wants to stay here. And I'm like... Why? 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 We do have a short scene, then we'll come back to Marissa, but let's just stick on this for a second. Marissa seems to think that she can just get a job and stay in Chino indefinitely, yeah, which is I, ridiculous. Well, or run away. She's yeah. like, I'll, I'll just get a job and run away. I'm like, Marissa, tell me a job. <laughs> hey, Marissa, remember when Ryan tried to run away and then a house burned down? Tell me a job. Any job. What's a job you can get? I'm going to burn down a house. Two things are going to happen. You're not going to know, know what a job is, and you're going to burn down a house. And it better not be Teresa's house. <laughs> Teresa has so few things. You're staying in Arturo's room, and it seems like it's a room that's under construction when we see it. Is it just me that I really feel like Marissa's really imposing on Teresa, and Teresa's too nice to be like, no. Yes! <laughs> like, I can stay in this room. You know, that's my brother's room who's in jail, but... Sure. Question. Yeah. When did Arturo go to jail? Because um, we met him in one of these Chino episodes. I don't know. Remember, I, I, he, I he think and she, Ryan went and did a car thing. I assume Teresa mentioned it when he was when mm. she was in town. Mm-hmm, Maybe mm-hmm. when he went to go see Eddie, he mentioned it as well. Uh huh. Uh huh. Anyway, yeah. Marissa's really imposing and has a terrible plan. <laughs> the scene that we skipped back in the OC, Haley brings all of the unleavened food to jimmy yeah and once again jimmy mumbles at her essentially friend zoning her and she's like i mean i guess you can come to the seder and he's like oh seder i don't know if i should come to the seder because i'm just thinking that maybe me and you aren't such a good thing because i really enjoy going to la and helping you get you know not, not be a stripper anymore but maybe we shouldn't do this or be like this anymore and maybe you should just go wait jimmy are you telling me that you like sandy and kirsten more than me well, I just think that maybe me and you aren't like a like a good pair because I do like you, and I do think that this is like a, like a fun thing to do. But Kirsten and and they're, they're very close to me, and you're her sister, and I just think that maybe you should go. Jimmy, <laughs> are you putting the restaurant before me? This girl who you've kissed once. No, well, I just think that I have to really think about my future, and I just gotta talk about my stuff. And I'm really happy about Seder, and I think I would really enjoy it. And maybe I'll come, but I probably won't. And I just think you're cute, and I'm just I'm just glad you're not a stripper anymore. But Jimmy, I brought you so many bread products and pasta and cookies. I like the bread. <laughs> <laughs> so he mumbles at her for a while, and then she leaves. <laughs> <laughs> um, so 
Sandy comes home from the late house, which is his restaurant with his mom. And his mom says it's nice. And then Sandy's like, it's nice. And then she's like, it's very nice. He says she like pokes her like, fight me. (laughs) Fight me, mom. She finally fights him so hard, so hard that she hates LA and she hates the OC and she hates sunshine. And they'll only be happy when she's dead. And he's like, you will never die for you are the Antichrist. And then boom. Lung cancer. Lung cancer. That has metastasized. It's in all her bones. Stage four? Yeah. Yeah. And it's spread. It's in all those bones. Yeah. And now. She has four to six months to live. And now Sandy feels like a jerk. Because he yelled at his mom. Because he he told his mom to fight him. (laughs) And then she put out the cancer card. And Sandy cannot fight that card. No. No. So uh, Ryan exits the. Teresa house, the Teresa house, yeah, in a handheld shot. Make so, a phone call, I guess. Yeah, in a handheld shot, so I'm like, this is gonna be a fight. And there's Eric Balfour, and he's real over the top. Yeah, Eric and his, I his call cronies. them, I call them his feeling friends because <laughs> Eric Balfour's like, hey, this is making me sad. I don't want you to be here because it makes me upset. And Ryan's like, I really just want to collect Marissa. Well, I th- well, then he's like, Marissa doesn't want to go with you. I'm like, hold on. Has Eric Balfour <laughs> been hanging out with Marissa listening to her problems? Yeah, do you know this? Or do you think Marissa, once again, has been imposing on Eric Balfour? <laughs> Eddie, I have to tell you so many things. I don't know who you are. I found something out. The deepest secret. A secret that will rock your world, Eddie. This is like the first time we're talking to it. No, I mean, I saw you at the school, I guess. You know who Luke is, right, Eddie? It's who... No. Do you know what Luke did? I don't even know who Luke is. Luke had sex with my mom, Eddie. With my mom. Oh, that's pretty rough. It is. Yeah. So I had to run away. I mean, that's not... I mean, you have a home you can go to. I had to come here to Chino because I had nowhere else I could go. I've had to work with a mechanic for most of my life, and I actually had to drop out of high school. But, you know, your thing's tough, too. I mean, two of Eddie's best friends are in jail, yeah. so... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, your thing sucks, too, I guess. But Eddie, my mom. <laughs> so, yeah, that, so then Eric Balfour, Eddie... Eddie Balfour is like, <laughs> he's like, and when I come back outside, you should be gone. And, and then he his, pushes Ryan. Yeah, and then his feeling friends are like, yeah, you should leave. You're making him upset. Ryan's like, I just need to collect my friend, guys. So what I thought was a fight is really just Eric being supported by his buddies in his time of need. And then he like pushes Ryan with one arm, and Ryan falls Tumbles to the ground majestically to the ground. He just lays down there. Ah, like, oh, I hurt my elbow. So then he calls Julie. Or Julie called, I don't know, there's a very pointless phone conversation where Julie's like, you found Marissa. And Ryan's like, I did. I won't tell you where she is. And Julie's like, I will call the police. And Ryan's like, again, you can't. And don't. This is a bad choice. You can't and don't. And then Julie's like, I'm a mother. And then hangs up the phone. (laughs) Great. Speaking of mothers, Sandy is trying to talk to his mom about lung cancer. But she's too busy cooking the Seder. Yeah, and she's literally told no one about it. Oh, yeah. Like, only her doctor knows. Sandy has a brother and a sister. Yes, yes, he does. Who knew? Mm. Not us. No. No. Apparently, he ran away from the Bronx at 16. Yep, and his brother and his sister live in the Bronx. Which means he met um, Kirsten pretty soon after... I'm assuming he graduated high school early because he's very smart. 
No, no, that's fine. I'm, I'm just wondering. About, so he, so he left at 16, mm-hmm. went to California, mm-hmm. met Kirsten when he was. Well, Jimmy dated Kirsten when Jimmy and Kirsten were 18. So he probably met. So he Kirsten. had like four years, maybe, before he met Kirsten. Do you think? I think he met her right after Jimmy, maybe. So you think he's younger than Kirsten? No, no. I think I think he was 18. I think Kirsten and Jimmy dated for longer than. Okay. Like I assume they must have dated. I don't know. All right. Well, whatever. This timeline is shaky. Nana gets Nana gets super upset. She says she hates California. Do what I mostly got out of this is that she mentioned Arnold Schwarzenegger, and then I had to look it up. Do you know, he was the governor of California from 2003 to 2011. Yes, I know that. That was so long ago. Kevin, in 2003, I was 17. Yeah, I know. I yeah. knew what was happening in the world. No, I knew what was happening in the world as well. I just didn't realize it was that long ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is 14, 14 years ago he became the governor of a state. And he was the governor for a long time. And he was the governor for a long time. Long enough for me, I guess, to forget that he was still the governor. And then he stopped. I mean, too far. I don't live in California or the U.S. But that's something that comes up because it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. And he and Maria Shriver had a something problem. Uh, a was, cheating problem? I think he had an illegitimate child with the maid. Nanny? Uh, cheating with the nanny. Never have a nanny. <laughs> um, yes. So she says she hates Schwarzenegger, but the most important part of the scene is, one, they can't tell Seth. Yeah. Two, she didn't go see a doctor until she decided it was too late for treatment. Yeah. And she won't see Kirsten's fancy oncologist because Kirsten's mom died. So obviously the oncologist can't be that good. Well, she doesn't, she wants to keep active. She wants to keep her quality of life. Yeah. 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 Uh, and we get that in a, this this conversation happens over a lot of essentially scenes mm-hmm. of like getting where we get the points across, and it's done really, really it's, well. Yeah, we're making a lot of groups, but this is actually a very good episode. Yeah, Expe- especially the um uh, the cancer part because that's something that that you see so much of things that are like drawn like drawn for drama, mm-hmm. but it's done so well in this episode that I can forgive it. Yeah, this is literally a woman. Who just wants to keep her quality of life for as long as she can. Yeah. And a family who doesn't know her that well, but is sort of seizing on yeah. the tragedy and realizing that they don't know her that well. Yeah, and they want to. Yes. Which is uh, very cool. So Seth calls Ryan as Summer, just like next to him. Just, <laughs> just says, practicing just the says, <laughs> Just, yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> just doing Jewish stuff. <laughs> Um, yes, so Seth really wants Ryan to come home. Sandy keeps asking when Ryan's going to come home. It's all crazy. The Nana is mean again. Ryan's like, I think I'm going to get punched. I just, I need to bring Marissa back with me. And Seth's like, do you? Because her running away plan isn't going to go very well and she's going to come back by herself. Look, Summer's really sure she's going to come back. Also, Summer's Jewish now. And then Ryan's like, but you don't understand. Marissa can still somehow wear Teresa's clothes. It makes no sense. <laughs> She's wearing Teresa's dress. Yeah. Also, she thinks she can fix Eddie. She just left and said she would talk to Eddie. <laughs> yeah. Seth, I really need to deal with some stuff here. It's very weird in Chino. So, Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. What are you drinking tonight? Well, as I said earlier, it's December 23rd. It is. So, in celebration. It's Christmas Eve Eve. Christmas Eve Eve. 
for, for those who celebrate Christmas. We're and talking then, about a very Jewish-heavy episode, I so. <laughs> I think it's actually hilarious. We landed on a holiday episode. Now, Passover usually lines up approximately with Easter-ish. Yeah. So it's not the right holiday. No. Like, it's not the right time of year. No. But we landed on a holiday episode. It's a, well, it's one of the most important... Um, Jewish holidays. Yeah, Jewish yeah. holidays. So, yeah. Yeah. It actually timelined yeah. really well. Yeah, sure it did. So, in honor of the OC's holiday and this holiday we're recording on and this holiday this podcast is coming out on, yeah. I'm drinking some sparkly wine. It is Costco brand Prosecco. <laughs> Nice. So classy. It cost less than $10. Nice. Which, as you guys know from last week, Canadian wine that costs less than $10, rare. And, it, and that makes it taste better. It does. It's delicious. It's sparkly. It's dry. Now, I've recently learned some things about <laughs> sparkling wine categories. All right. Dry is not the correct word, as dry is actually more sweet than, say, a brute or an extra brute. Also, it doesn't make sense that it's dry, because it's a liquid. Anyway, this is a good wine. And also, it's a holiday. You're like my dumb alcohol dryness joke? People, oh. were, people were laughing. Okay. I mean, not me. I mean, people no, listening no, no, no. to the podcast. I'm glad they were laughing. It can't be dry. It's a liquid. <laughs> if we had a live audience, they would have laughed louder at my goof than yours, and you would have gotten <laughs> very angry. I've been very angry. For our live studio audience. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Uh, Kevin, would you like some Prosecco? No, I won't take away from your celebration, Prosecco. Celebration wine! Celebration wine! <sighs> yeah, so this is, I guess it's something we did mention at the beginning. This is coming out on Christmas. Christmas podcast! So, hey, if you're listening to this on this day, thanks. Good for you. Good for you. I mean, even if you're not celebrating Christmas, it's still a holiday. Yeah, you don't have to work today. And in fact, even if, if you're not, if you don't celebrate Christmas and it's the twenty fifth, go out and have fun. And if you're working, hey, we hope our podcast helps get you through your work day. Yeah, because maybe you have to drive a train. No, trains don't run on Christmas. Maybe you have to fly a plane, or work at Starbucks, or work in a movie theater, or work <laughs> in a hospital. There are lots of things that are opening on Christmas. Yeah, I will stop listing things that could possibly be open on Christmas Day. Thanks, guys. You rule. Come back in and Luke decides now Ugh. would be a good time to talk to Julie. Because Luke has to be in this episode. I mean, he is, he is technically a main character. We do find out that Caitlin is in the kitchen. And Julie in the single is heavy in both directions. She both realizes she did something wrong, but also says Marissa needs to be locked up. Which makes no, no sense. Because she keeps on being like, well, I have to help her. I just need to make sure she's safe. And I'm like, locking her up in a mental hospital, which I realize is a loaded term, yeah. but I'm going with it anyway. Yeah. Locking her up in a mental hospital is the only way to help her? Well, you couldn't, like, talk to her as a mother? You couldn't not sleep with her ex-boy? Locking like, her up in a mental hospital will not stop you from sleeping with her ex-boyfriend. <laughs> Julie, you have to take some responsibility for all of the very bad things you've done. <laughs> I mean, that's always the crazy thing is that she's like, look, we shouldn't have done that. And I feel really bad about it. But I got to lock Marissa up to keep her safe from herself. Like, no, you, you. You need to be a better mom. <laughs> you need to stop doing these things that you're doing. Oh, Julie. Oh, no. You make us like you. And then <laughs> uh, sure. you don't. Sure, she makes us like her. You make us nod in your Tolerate. direction. <laughs> 
<laughs> we give you sometimes we give you a knowing nod, like mm-hmm. a uh, nod. So meanwhile, back at the Cohen house, the Nana is smoking because now that she has lung cancer, she can smoke as much as she wants. Which is something that I've legitimately heard. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah fair yeah. enough. Turns out Sandy has called her doctor. Yeah. And her, she has just been ignoring her doctor's phone calls. Yes. Because it's not that her doctor said they were past treatment and it was too late. Yeah. She decided that she, she didn't decided. want to. She doesn't want to do chemo. She want, But Sandy's like, you could spend more time with us instead of just fading away. And then she's like... But you don't need me. And he's like, no, I do. You have literally never been there for me. Yep. And, but the most important thing about the scene is that Seth overhears it all. I was wondering. Because they do the scene and there's like yeah. one cutaway of Seth standing in a doorway being like, <gasps> yeah. And they go back to the scene. And then there's like a very long shot of her smoking at the end. Yeah. And I was like, was this Seth shot an accident? And then she looks. Is lo- this going anywhere? No, nope, but she looks over and there's Seth. They make sh- eye contact. And he shakes his head and walks away. <laughs> and now Nana knows that Seth knows that she knows. knows. So back at the Balfour house, yep. they're still setting up the party, but the party is also on. Yeah, they're playing float on by Modest Mouse. And and there's two guys I keep on noticing, two extras, who they're always together. And they're always their thing is to either touch a box or to, like, touch a grill. And they clearly can't do anything with it, so they just walk around like, what is that? Why is there the box here? I have business. Yeah, look at my business. They told me I can't move things, but... <laughs> but here's my extra business. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa <sighs> talks to Marissa about not running away from her problems. Essentially, <laughs> Teresa is the best person to talk to. She's yeah. like, look, I ran away. Didn't do – it did not work. Look where I am. <laughs> I'm right back where I started because it turns out running away from my problems doesn't solve them. Sleeping with Ryan is nice, but <laughs> yeah, not magic. And then somehow Ryan has inserted himself into helping to p- clean up the – between the time we saw him lying on the concrete <laughs> now and now helping with he's the party. carrying <laughs> – he just grabbed ice and was like, well, time to haul up some ice. And Eric Balfour walks up to him and Ryan's like, I know you told me to leave. And Eric Balfour's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's stoically make things he's right. He's incredibly reasonable. He's like, Marissa talked to him. He's like, look, I was wrong, dude. And, was like, and then he's like, hey, Marissa, maybe she does want you to be here. She went to the one place where she knew you would find her. I thought you came here for Teresa, but then I realized you're here for Marissa because you didn't even know anything yeah. was going yeah, on. I, I thought you were for Teresa. Then I had it explained to me and like a reasonable person. I was like, oh. I was wrong. This guy's more reasonable than human beings in the real world are. Yeah. He's like, I'm sorry I threatened you with my feelings, gang. (laughs) Ryan's like, that's okay. And he's like, I mean, it's pretty sad that my brother and your brother and Teresa's brother are in jail. And only you and me are left. Uh, Did he mention his own brother? I thought he only mentioned um, Arturo and... I don't think his own brother is in jail. I don't know if he has a brother. (laughs) I don't know either. But Arturo and... um, and Trey. Trey. Oh, God, Trey. I love Trey so much. <laughs> Arturo and Trey are both in jail and is only... Uh, and Eric's like, hey, Ryan, we got to make it right. We got to be buddies. And Ryan's <laughs> like, so are you going to punch me? <laughs> no. I'm going to be just like Luke, a guy that Marissa told me about who was sleeping with her mom. He seems like a terrible dude. So you're going to sleep with her mom? No. No, I'm going to like you, Ryan. I'm going to like you. I'm going to do the first part of, well, I mean the middle part of Luke, not the end part. <laughs> and we already did the beginning part. She explained a lot about, it took, it took like 
uh, like 24 hours to explain the whole thing. It was like episodic. She told me an hour at a time. <laughs> She's been here for a long time, buddy. Been here for a long time. Uh, so the Nana visits the Seth in his bedroom. Yeah. She wants to talk about him, but he wants to talk about cancer. Yep. It, no jokes. It's just a well-written scene. It's very good. Yeah. They're both very sad. But instead, we can go to the <laughs> to the engagement party. Where Marissa thinks that Newport is more dangerous than Chino. <laughs> well, I mean, oh, maybe, Mar- maybe she's not wrong. <laughs> I mean, depends on her description of, of dangerous. I mean, men get punched all the time at Newport parties. It's fair enough. But, like, the most... But in Chino, guys get shot. There was the guy who came from Chino with a gun. That's true. Yeah, the most dangerous person she had was... Like, the other gun was from Oliver. Who, wait, they did say earlier, I even <laughs> checked with Oliver... Just in case, because, you know, Marissa's dumb. Marissa might go hang out with him. She forgot. Can you imagine if she went back to Oliver and he's like, um, uh, hi, Marissa. I'm just so upset with Luke. (laughs) He slept with my mom. Are you, are we, uh, okay? Are we friends now? No. No. I just need someone to talk to. (laughs) (sighs) She also... Seems to think her mom is not going to find her. Like, yeah, she she wants to where's Waldo her situation apparently. Which, okay, Marissa. Yeah, I don't know. And then she stalked over the Ryan and changes in front of him. And eventually, Ryan just snaps and is like, "Hey, Marissa, you need to think of other people sometimes and not just yourself." <laughs> yeah, Ryan <laughs> has become very self-aware. Yeah, Ryan is done with the OC. <laughs> he's done with the stupid show. <laughs> and he's like, "Hey." Be a better human being. Stop only thinking of Marissa. And then, and then like they, they do the thing where she's like angry at him. He's like, no, no, you you be a better person. Stop being angry at me. <laughs> be angry at your mom or that, but don't run away. Yeah. What are you gonna do? You literally can't do anything. Confront your issues. And then she does the hate thing and do the hug thing. And then Luke shows up. Someone says Ryan. Someone's here to see you, and Ryan doesn't go. What? <laughs> Who could possibly be here? Yeah, and he's like, someone's here to see me <laughs> at, you know, <laughs> Teresa's house. I mean, he's from Chino. Yeah, but, <laughs> okay, fine, fair enough. <laughs> it it's, could just be one of his friends. I thought he'd be a little bit more confused by that. But nope, it's Luke. It's Luke. And Ryan's like, oh, this is the worst time, man. Like, we just hate hugged. Look, you can't do this, Luke. You gotta go. And then Eric... Balfour is the diffuser of the situation. Because he heard all about Luke. And also it's his engagement party. He's like, look, I just look, I just want to have my engagement party. I just don't want OC jerks here. Can you not these God dang it? I have my engagement party. All these rich kids come in here with their drama. And I just want to marry the woman I love. Look at all these kids here just having fun. This is just a fun neighborhood just, party. Just children running around. We're listening to Modest Mouse. We have a pinata. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. There's ice. There's, stop ruining my engagement party. This is about me. For once. For once, Eddie's the star. <laughs> for once, Eric Balfour. I mean, Eddie is the star. <laughs> for once. <laughs> So Summer um, comes in and talks to Kirsten about Nana, essentially. She wants to know what made the Nana scary again. And Kirsten's like, I don't know. know." And then Kirsten and the Nana talk about it. Do you feel like in this scene, Kirsten's a little bit wine drunk? Yes. She's like holding two wine glasses, empty, 
now. But who knows what they were like before? <laughs> she says she's setting the table, but been, who knows? You could have been double handing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but she's like, hey, you know what? You don't know me and you don't like me. But maybe you could. And then Anna's like, uh, yes, I'm confronted with the fact I've been a bad person. Sandy already said that to me. You could have more time. More time with your kids. <sighs> yeah. So then Teresa and Ryan debrief a little bit on the situation. Once again, Teresa's spending a lot of time at her engagement party dealing with stuff that is not her problem. And so first they talk about Marissa and the fact that she slapped Luke and blah, blah, blah. But they Oh, yeah, Marissa slapped Luke. I don't know if we said that. But they also do deal with the fact that Teresa didn't invite Ryan to the engagement party. Yeah. Because earlier, Teresa's mom saw Ryan and was just so thrilled and was like, See, Teresa, I told you if you invited him, he would come. He doesn't hang on to the past. He loves you. Yeah. And to be fair, I think he would have. I mean, it would have been a, a moment where he's like, uh, I don't know. Should I go? Should I not go? But he would go. Yeah. He'd be chill about it. And so that's essentially where they get to where Ryan's like, Hey... Our past is weird, but dude, I love you. In like a way where I say dude before I love you. <laughs> so like, dude, invite me to your wedding. Yeah. And Teresa's like, yeah, okay, I'm glad I confronted this part of my emotional past. It's almost like you shouldn't run away from your problems, Marissa. And then it's time for Ryan and Marissa to talk. We have a nice moment where Eric Balfour, the, he's, he's gone from being the threatening guy to being the goofy one. Just like Just Luke. like Luke. <laughs> he wants to just eat some cake, but Teresa's like, we're giving them alone time. Also, we have to get out of the storyline. <laughs> well, first, like, I'm already being commanded. But also, she is correct. <laughs> so Ryan wants to leave because he has to get back to the Coens. And every time he calls his home the Coens, it yeah. makes me sad. Aww. Ryan, it's your house. It's not the Coens. It's your house. But one of Ryan's last things that he does to essentially convince Marissa is he reminds her, hey, you know that you, you know... The OC isn't just, like, your mom and Luke. There's also your dad and Summer and your sister, Caitlin, who I think you've forgotten about. And me and Seth. Like, like Marissa, there are so many other people there. Also, your parents are divorced. You could just not live with your mom and never see her. Doesn't she live with her dad? Yes. Yeah. So what is her problem? (laughs) Yeah. Like... Yeah. She's making a... I mean, this is Marissa. She's making a problem that's not a problem. <laughs> yeah. So... This is what made me think, like, oh, Summer knows she's going to come back. Yeah, that's, why, that's why Summer wasn't concerned. Yeah, she's like, Marissa just has to run through it. She'll figure it out. <laughs> Look, she does this sometimes. She runs away and then goes, I know more people out there and yeah. comes back. Don't one, worry about it. There was one time where she went to a restaurant and the waiter accidentally spilled uh, his the water on her and she just ran away. <laughs> <laughs> and then she remembered that she doesn't know who that guy is. She'll never see him again. Nope. Nope. And she never did because she got him fired because she's terrible. <laughs> so back at the Cohen house, Sandy reveals to his mom that they don't normally do the Seder and they're just doing the special for her. Yeah. And then she, they discuss Ryan a little bit, and she points out that even though she saved so many kids, <laughs> she's never brought one home, and Sandy just had to show her up. <laughs> and Sandy's like, but I mean, Ryan's cool. You could get to know him. And then she's like, I can't. I'm flying home tomorrow. 
because I'm getting treatment. Yeah, she goes. She goes on the treatment fast. Oh yeah, she wants to spend more time with her. She just needed Seth to guilt her a little bit. And Kirsten. And Kirsten. She <laughs> just was, needed to be reminded she had a family. Yeah, it was a it was a team effort. And Sandy gets so cute, and he's like, "Oh, I mean, you could do treatment here. There's a lot of really good doctors in like, California." No, I hate this place so much. I hate it so much. Also, your brother and sister live in New York, so I'll go where two of my kids are. <laughs> but Sandy's very cute. Yes. So so this is where I had the moment where I was like, but doesn't Marissa live with her dad? She has to get her clothes from her mom's. She just left her favorite sweater there, and she really needs it. <laughs> it's well, very she, important. Well, I mean, she, this is Marissa. She needs to cover up that lower midriff. Which she doesn't do very well. Yeah, it's something I know, especially this episode, especially when she did that costume change in front of Ryan, that, like, she doesn't show midriff, she shows, like, lower, like, she doesn't show it's belly like, button, she goes shows everything underneath to her it's pelvis. It's, like, her hip bone across to her other hip bone. <laughs> Whew, sexy. Yeah, yeah, but she needs to get her, uh, her clothes because they're not at her dad's where she's been living. And also confront her mom, because her mom's the worst. Yeah, well, she's hoping her mom wasn't there. But, but she, she confronts was. her, and then Julie's like, hmm, I can't fight you. I am pretty much the worst right now. Well, Marissa essentially blackmails her. Is like, look, how about you stop being a jerk, and I won't tell, every- tell everyone that you slept with an underage boy. And her mom's like, oh. Get yourself and go. So, um. Get, get the, <laughs> get your, get your sweater and go. <laughs> so Jimmy Cooper shows up for the Seder. Which <laughs> he arrives to stutter at Haley a bit more. <laughs> they, they decide to take a second chance. <laughs> I can't do the voice. <laughs> you can't do it? Haley, I'm just, um, I really think that you're pretty. And I changed my mind from the last time I saw you. I'm here for the Seder. And I really think I'm going to enjoy the Seder. But I'm also here to see you because I think that you're pretty. I'm glad you're not a stripper anymore. And also, maybe we should actually, like, go out. I, I, I just changed my mind. But Jimmy... Don't you like Kristen and Sandy more than me? I mean, I like them, but I also like you, and I'm willing to give this a try. I'm just here for Seder, and I'm thinking that Seder might be an enjoyable thing. I'm still, but, I'm still glad you're not a stripper, but, but also... But, Jimmy, yeah. I have been thinking a lot, and you're right. I love my sister. I need to be friends with her. I need to make my life better, so I can't be with you. Well, but what if... what if not? <laughs> oh. Yes. 100%. That's all he does. She's like... I, I thought it was going to be Jimmy's in and she's out, but she's like, I gotta be close to my sister, and he's like... What if you weren't? <laughs> She's like, what if we don't tell her right away? And I'm like, oh, God, it's <laughs> happening again. <laughs> Which they do very bad. Because, spoiler alert, we see a scene that is the Seder dinner, and Jimmy and Haley are full on holding hands, but below the table. <laughs> mm, yes, that's where the secret is. It's very bad. We'll keep it below the table. So we find out that Summer can ask the four questions from memory. Yeah, boy, she's really good at Judaism now. <laughs> so it's like, you can read the book. <laughs> and then Marissa arrive, like, Ryan and Marissa arrive in a, like, mid-laugh. Mm-hmm. It does not follow on from the scene they just had. Like, I don't know what occurred between <laughs> between the door I assume the Marissa was just like, Ryan, I blackmailed my mom. <laughs> Wasn't that fun? Also, where did she change? She has changed. Where did she change? I assume she changed at 
at Chili Cooper's house. I have a better question for you, Aaron. Did Jimmy know his daughter was missing? Jimmy certainly did not. <laughs> no, he was too busy stuttering at Haley that he couldn't figure out that his daughter. He never met. He doesn't even interact with her for this entire. They're in the same room, and he says <laughs> he nothing to her. He's, he's not like, hey, so you were gone for like twenty four hours. What happened? She was supposed to be with her mom that weekend. When she's not at his house, she disappears from his mental sphere entirely. It's true. That's fair enough. Do, do you think no one told him? Yes. No, I 100% think no one told him. <laughs> Although, I don't know what Ryan and Luke did when they went to his house and were like, Hey, is Marissa here? He's like, no? Ah, never mind. And they're like, oh, sorry, we got the weekend confused. <laughs> Unrelated. This is a Julie weekend, right? Not a Jimmy weekend? Oh, <laughs> we're dumb. <laughs> anyway, it's uh, it's, it's time for Seder. There is a super cute moment before they go in for Seder where Sandy walks up next to Ryan. And he's like, so, how are things at home? And Ryan goes, I don't know. I was in Chino. I like the episodes where Sandy and Ryan separate and both have to dad their specific groups. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. that's, that's what Ryan does. Essentially, like if he's involved with the storyline with Sandy, it's Sandy dadding Ryan. If Ryan's yep. off on his own, he's dadding everybody else. Everyone in his storyline. <laughs> so, Why don't you get your stuff together? So they have to touch base and be like, hey, I had this new dadding technique. What'd you use? Huh. <laughs> I just sort of yelled at them. Hmm, guilt. <laughs> Got it. Well, yeah, sure, guilt. I mostly just yelled at them. I told them to be a better person. Ah. I was just straight up. I'm like, hey, think about other people. Oh. I guilted my mom until she yelled at me and told me she had cancer. Good job. And they shake hands. <laughs> <laughs> I guilted my mom until she yelled at me and told me she had cancer. That is 100% what Sandy Cohen did. It's a, yeah, that is that scene in a nutshell. And then Seder begins... And it's and, adorable. Yep, they all have. They all. They're all going to go along and read the passages. The one we get. We, we just get Sandy's though. Yeah. first. But they're going. They're going to go around and do other passages. And... Ryan whispers, "Can we eat now?" <laughs> Seth is like, "Oh, there are so many more steps, my friend." Yeah. yeah. Welcome to being Jewish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's very good. It's very good. Very good. We made a lot of goofs. This was a very good very episode. Good episode. It's amazing going from Riverdale to that episode. Yeah. Which like Riverdale which is so heightened and everything and this episode which is very subdued. It was this was about like Ryan trying to get Marissa back from like essentially losing her mind and Sandy and the family dealing with the fact that Nana has cancer. But Kevin, no one chaotic burned a house down. No. No one had bird flowers. No. No, no one had to shoot a man, an unarmed man in the back. No one punched some ice. No, 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 no. But so much happened, but so little happened. Yeah. So, Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. Did you find yourself a CW? That's an, that's an honest question. Did yeah, you find yourself a CW moment? That is a big question. Um, for those of you who are new to the podcast because you love the OC and Christmas, a CW moment is a moment where logic is thrown away, like Marissa threw away Julie's love, and it's replaced by drama, like Marissa replaced the fun of the Chino engagement party for her mother's love. Love? <laughs> her mother's love there you go yeah uh so my cw moment 
is very tiny, but it's the moment where Seth calls Ryan and is like, Ryan, I need you to come home. While Summer is just reciting the Seder, the four questions <laughs> of the Seder from memory next to him. She's, yeah, she like is uninterested in the conversation going on right beside her. And it has nothing to, like, <laughs> Seth barely reacts to it. Oh, it's She's, like he doesn't even notice. It's just white noise for him. It's like that moment in, I think there's a moment from Charlie Brown. There's a moment in Charlie Brown where one of the kids just like says stuff from the play, I think. Yes. Yeah, and, yeah. and no one's paying attention to them. Yeah. It's kind of like it's that. It's totally like that. <laughs> kind of like that. Also, Seth did not need to call Ryan. It was just, like, this is literally just a moment to be like, let's connect the storylines. Uh, and well, also, look at Summer doing her B-plot. Yeah, Ryan needs to know that, uh, that like, it, the Nana's being mad again. Which, like, does not affect what Ryan does. Do I think... And the phone call does not affect anything that happens in the OC. If it wasn't for, like, we'd, <laughs> we'd lose the hilarious moment of Summer just talking into the aether about, about the four <laughs> questions. Um, I would have put this, if I could, I would have put this after Seth found out that his uh, mother had uh, cancer. And could have made it very and, serious. And it would have been like, you have to come home. Nana's being angry and she has cancer. I don't know what to do. And Seth, Ryan would be like, uh, what? But, but Marissa, we got to go. Marissa <laughs> says no. Mar- Marissa, someone has cancer. We need to leave. But what about my problems? Oh, Marissa's such a Veronica. <laughs> such a Veronica. Kevin? Did you find a CW moment? Yeah, my CW moment is that scene where uh, Eric Balfour and his feelings gang <laughs> comes up and, like, threatens Ryan. Because it's shot with a hand – like, as soon as I saw the handy cam, I'm like, ooh. You're like, oh, things are going to go down. But mostly it's just him being like, hey, my feelings are hurt. And his gang be like, yeah, you hurt his feelings. And then he pretty much smooths it over off screen. Yeah, we <laughs> – we don't see what fixes it. He just, like, pushes right into the ground. And the next scene, he's like, hey. Hey, I, I had the plot I, explained to me. I overreacted. Look, I, I learned that you're not here for Teresa. I'm sorry I didn't listen. My feelings were hurt, as my feelings gang might describe to you. I'm sorry. I didn't read the script. <laughs> but now, I read not just the scenes I was in. I read all the scenes. Because I'm a good actor. I'm Eric Bal. I mean, Eddie. <laughs> um, I'm Eddie Balfour. Eddie Balfour. <laughs> do you think Eddie Balfour will come back? Or do you think the storyline is finally done? I thought it was done last time. <laughs> I did. <laughs> the fact that he came back in this. this Aaron, this is, two ep- this is two episodes of the, after the last one. Because Goob- Goodbye Girl was the one where... Yes, and then they went to the L.A. They went to the L.A. So, so I think the funniest thing about this episode is the fact that I think the audience was like, yeah, they're done now. So when they came back, not it's both the audience being like, what? They're back. And also Teresa and Eddie being like, we're back in. We thought we were done. We thought we were done. <laughs> Marissa, what are you doing? Why are you bringing us back into this? We no were, one wants this. <laughs> we, were, we were done. We were out. <laughs> in a, you know, in about a decade, Eric Balfour is going to be in Haven. It'll be really good. And I'm going to be... Oh, she isn't something. My phone is so far away, I can't look it up. Yeah, because I, I recognize her. She does a lot of drama stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a cop thing? She a cop? Oh, maybe she's from um, one of those Chicago Hope, Chicago Fire, Chicago Cops. <laughs> one of those ones. <laughs> I don't know what they're called. All I know is Eric Balfour. And Aaron, I know him from the movie Skyline. And- yeah, I watch him in Haven. I know him from... From the movie Skyline with Donald Faison. Kevin, did you notice this episode when they ran the credits specifically credited 
Eric Belfour as Eddie. Yeah. It was and Eric Belfour as Eddie. Yeah, he, he well, he got his uh, special. He got his special guest star credit. Yeah, I don't watch the main credits. Oh, no, I skip over them. But this was, like, after the main credits. Ooh, I wasn't Ooh. paying attention. I actually, it, when he went to Teresa's, it kind of came as a shock. <laughs> because I don't look at those things, honestly. Uh, I also had to watch the previously on because I was like, what did happen previously? I don't know. Why do I know so much about the movie Skyline? I've never even seen it. I think you did. You know what? You also thought I saw Batman vs. Superman. You did see Batman vs. Superman. I did not Batman vs. Superman. Yes, you did. You just no, forgot about it. No, I didn't it. know that Amy Adams was the girl. She was Man of Steel. You would know that. I haven't seen Man of Steel. You 100% saw Batman. We saw that together. No. Yes, we did. No. We, yeah, I know we did because I was sitting in the movie theater and I knew you were beside me as I was going, this is bad. This is real bad. This is a real bad movie. I know we see all the superhero movies together, but not that one. No, we did. We saw that one together. I have you no blocked- recollection. You have blocked it from your memory. I don't even know who else is in it. I don't even know what the plot is. It's like <laughs> it's Batman versus Superman. It's like our mom swears that she has seen Civil War, but she has not seen Civil War. This is hard to describe Civil War. When I asked her, I was like, what is Civil War about? And she was like, Captain America does something and then Iron Man is mad at him. <laughs> I was like, this is literally every movie that has any of those characters in it. And then I'm like, Mom, who was Spider-Man in it? Can you tell me? Was- I can't remember. Tell me was Spider-Man. Spider-Man a grown-up or was he a child? No, was he in it? Because <laughs> if Spider-Man was in it, it was Civil War. She saw Winter Soldier. She- Spider-Man was not in Winter Soldier. I know. She has not seen Civil War. <laughs> she has definitely seen Winter Soldier, though. <laughs> she thinks they're the same movie. Civil War is on Netflix. I know. We have to trick her into watching it. We can watch it tomorrow night. <gasps> I think we have to watch Star Wars tomorrow night. What Star Wars? Um, Last Jedi? No. N- no, that's the one that came out. Oh, you oh, you want Force Awakens. I think I think they want to. As, as a refresher for when we go yeah. see Last Jedi ne- next week. Yeah. Hey, we haven't seen Last Jedi yet. Yeah, don't, don't talk don't to us about it. Don't talk about it. We're going to see it on the 29th. I've been so, like, I I haven't been avoid. There's a lot of people who have been avoiding Last Jedi by, like, not watching the trailers. I've been fine with watching the trailers. Yeah, it doesn't tell you that much. ever since it came out, every time anything even says the word sci-fi star <laughs> you're like nope. wars jedi my entire brain shuts down and i go ah <laughs> it's okay i don't think i remember enough from force awakens to be spoiled what it shouldn't spoil anything because that's the one before it yeah no i don't remember enough from it so people were like hey this character is this i'd be like uh-huh <laughs> i don't know who that is i just remember ray walking to see mark hamill yeah on an island yeah, mark hamill luke skywalker <laughs> as mark hamill yeah yeah. On an island. And then she was like, hey. And he was like, huh. Yeah, that's the last scene in the movie. No, she says nothing. There's no dialogue in that scene. I mean, he also doesn't say, huh. Yeah. No. I'm just describing <laughs> the facial He kind of goes, uh. <laughs> I'm just excited to see the porgs. Oh, yes. There are the porgs. <laughs> They're called porgs. They are called porgs. Are they? Yeah, the porgs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they just, they look like puffins and they're so cute. They are. They, they are, they are kind of like puffin dogs. I just want to see them. <laughs> well, you will. If it's, if the, the one spoiler I think I have for, for The Last Jedi is porgs are in it. But remember when we saw Rogue One and you were so mad that the dog aliens weren't in it? Well, I mean, that was a joke. <laughs> Bothins is what you're talking about. Yes. You know, the dog guy Bothins. No, that's because in the, um, for, to get the, the plans for the second Death Star, many Bothins died. 
but there were no boffins. No, no boffins died for the first one, but I really just wanted many boffins. I wanted whatever a Death Star plans need to get, boffins die. Yeah, where and are no these... boffins died in that one. Where are them dog aliens? <laughs> where, where are them dog aliens? Hey, if you like this episode, you should give us a rating or view a subscription on Apple Podcasts. You should also hit us up on some social media. We're on Twitter. I've been tweeting a small amount recently. <laughs> We're also on Instagram. Yeah. And for both of those, our thing is Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA. Yep. You can uh, send us questions or anything. You can ask us to talk more about Star Wars. <laughs> You can tell which, us where which them... Aaron knows nothing about and I know very little about. You can tell us where them dog aliens are. I know I know very much like my much like my knowledge base in the movie Skyline, <laughs> my knowledge base of Star Wars is widespread and sparse, but very intricate in small details, like knowing about clone Luke called Luke. Hey, send us your liquid use. Luke? Don't send us your liquid use. That sounds disgusting. That's why I said it. <laughs> but you can do that by saying it's an email. That'd be uh, mysteryoutsidersandabs at gmail.com. No, what? Podcast, podcast Moa at gmail.com. Uh, we're a little punchy. It's, uh, it's Christmas. I was going to say it's October 23rd. That's incorrect. <laughs> It's Christmas. It's Chris. It's the holidays. I shouldn't have to think. That's a line from my play. I'm in a play. It opens in January. We'll talk more about this later. But uh, Merry Christmas for those who are celebrating Christmas. Uh, Happy Hanukkah for the other one. And for those of you who don't celebrate any of those, hey, enjoy a day off. Yeah, enjoy, enjoy a day off. Go play out in the snow. If there's not snow where you are, just go play out in the street. And if you have to work, enjoy the fact that your work is probably much more quiet than normal. And they're probably paying you more. So, love it. Yeah. 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 You don't, yeah. 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 You don't have to celebrate Christmas to enjoy this day. This random day that is an <laughs> awesome day for all. <laughs> Will Julie and Marissa ever get along? Can Jimmy and Haley keep their love tryst a secret? Is the Eric Balfour and Teresa storyline actually over now? Answers to all this and more on the next episode of Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast?